Hey, Nelson Alcoholic Addict, not my real name. That is a pretend name that I use here as a pseudonym on my newsletter, LOL Sober. The other night, I went through my family's finances at midnight. Uh, huge mistake. Don't do that. For an hour, I realized over and over again how sloppy we had been for a month or so, uh, mostly holiday stuff, and most of it was on me. You know, I didn't spend a lot of the money, but I'm the family accountant. That's like my role. And I either give a thumbs up to stuff or I spend money myself, obviously. Um, or I just, you know, in this case, I just didn't pay enough attention. Uh, as a family, we don't buy new cars and obvious stuff that you could just say like, oh, man, that Porsche is a big problem. We can't pay for it. It's not like that. It's It's more insidious. It's more of the, I went to Target for contact solution and 19 extra items later, I walked out with a bag full of $132 worth of crap. <laughs> that kind of stuff. The things where you're like, I'll spend 20 bucks on this and then you spend 39 over and over and over and over again. That adds up. So anyway, I climbed into bed around 1 a.m. knowing I had to have a tough conversation with my wife about finances. And um, again, it wasn't, it's not like it was her fault. It was our fault. We had to talk about it together. And I was quite aggravated. I was like I was mad at her because she did buy a lot of the stuff. And I was frustrated with myself for not being on top of things. And I realized in that moment that our financial issues are as much a communications issue as, as anything else. Um, it's if we just talk these things through and we're responsible, I don't think it would be I don't think we'd have this kind of problem. And so I'm writing about this on a sobriety newsletter because I have been thinking about uh, a character defect that I can, that I just, I, I haven't been able to shake. I just, I think about it all the time. I pray about it. I talk about it, but I just haven't, I, I have huge ups and downs and, and that character defect is sloppiness. I am. I'm an effort. Let's go to New York City. Not tomorrow. Let's go right now. I'm that kind of person. And most of the time, it's fun. It's unpredictable. People like it. You know, it's mysterious and surprising. And it, you know, it also helps the part of me that tries to stay present and let go of yesterday. I, I delude myself sometimes into being like, hey, man, you know, let's, let's, all we got's right now. You know, let's live it up. And, you know, when it comes to finances, especially like, hey, who cares, man? Let's live. It's Tuesday. Let's live for Tuesday. Not the greatest financial strategy <laughs> for, for like long-term life. Um, so anyway, I, I got to be able to pay my freaking bills at this stage of life and shrugging my shoulders for a month as we spend twice as much on Christmas presents as we planned. That's not what I want to be doing. And so I went to bed stressed out and I actually considered waking up my wife just like unload, not yell at her, but just like get it out there, get it out of my own head, uh, what I'm working through. And, you know, if I had to break down the resentment in me, I'd say it was like 80% against me, 20% against her. But I don't know if this happens with other people. It happens with me though. As so often is the case with resentments, I think deep down a part of me did realized that it's 80% my fault, but didn't want to break truly own that 80%. So my brain started coming up with ways to ship that 80% off to other people, <laughs> including my wife.
uh, so so I tossed and turned for for an hour, and I was just obsessing over how to pay for everything before I finally fell asleep. And I ultimately, after like an hour, I, I realized like we're gonna be okay. We're we're fine. We're gonna be fine. Um, it was just like a bad month. You know, you pick up the pieces and you move on. Um, so I finally fell asleep. I then spent the next six hours asleep, but having a horrific dream. And the dream was about my wife coming to me and telling me in the dream that she finds our family cat, Cuddles, she finds him very annoying and wants him to be put down. Like, take him to the vet and bye-bye Cuddles. And I said, in my dream, I was like, no way, we can't kill Cuddles. You know, just because he tries to eat everything in the house and then barfs it up, which is true, by the way. But she was insistent in the dream. And then somehow my mother-in-law suddenly appeared, and she's also advocating to murder our family cat. And in my dream, I eventually, I eventually like, lost my shit. And I told my wife, like, I'm moving out, and I'm taking cuddles with me. We're getting our own apartment. Um, I cannot, <laughs> I can't handle killing cuddles, um... And I said a bunch of other nasty stuff and like a divorce was imminent all because of, of my buddy cuddles. And it was an ugly dream. I woke up half, I woke up in the morning and I was like, half of me was laughing at the ridiculous of it, but ridiculousness of it. But I was also aware of what was really going on there. I think, um, you know, I went to bed with a resentment coursing through my veins and that thing settled into my subconscious overnight and it turned into a monster in the middle of the night, culminating in in an attempted cat homicide of my family pet. Oh, my God. Uh, so I learned a few things. One is, uh, you know, that old phrase of, like, don't go to bed angry. Like, it's true. You know, you don't want that. I used to go – when I was drinking, I would go to bed angry every night, and I would just be numbed out by the time I finally put my head on the pillow – now I have to feel resentments and work through them. And so, you know, if if there's anything you can do to avoid putting your head on that pillow with, uh, you know, sheer anger in your, in your brain, you know, go do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. Um, the second thing is that financial stuff around the holidays is probably digested better at uh, 12 p.m. than 12 a.m. <laughs> Midnight is not the best time to do money stuff. Uh, my wife and I did have a very cordial conversation about it the next day, and we, we both uh, agreed we'd clean up our sides of the street, try to do better. So that's good. I was glad that that conversation happened in like kind of a calmer setting. Uh, the third thing is I, I probably should do a quick fourth step assessment if I ever lay down at night with something burning me up like that. Probably would take 30 seconds and clear up some of the, some of the, the madness. Um, and the last thing, I, last but not least, I guess, is I got to protect cuddles, you know? you know? You know how sometimes you have a crazy dream and you wake up and you realize it's an insane dream and you're laughing about it, ha, 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 ha. But then some of it still sticks in your brain a bit, you know? Like if you have a dream about going to a place and something crazy happens, like the next time you get to a place, you're like, eh, are we sure there won't be that crazy thing that happened? So that's definitely the case here. Uh, I think my family loves cuddles um and that that dream was an absurd projection of anger onto him but still i will be keeping a close eye on the safety of my furry buddy for a while thanks for letting me share